All right. If uh, if you all want to take some notes today, you might want to, uh, if you do like taking notes to remember important things, this might be a day to do that. Uh, we're going to go ahead and get into the lesson. We're going to we're going to ease on down to verse number thirty three of chapter one in John. Uh, this is John the Baptist answering the Pharisees, which were the priests and Levites who came to come to find out who are you and who told you to do what you're doing and so John 1 3 3 3 uh, uh, of course verse 19 says this is the record of John when the Jews sent priests and Levites from Jerusalem to ask him who are you who art thou uh, and they were uh, all Pharisees. Uh, the Jew, Jews and Levites were often Pharisees, but not necessarily a Pharisee. Anyway, here's what John said. He said, I knew him not, but he that sent me to baptize with water, the same said unto me, Upon whom thou shalt see the Spirit descending and remaining on him, the same is he which baptizeth with the Holy Ghost. And I saw and bear record that this is the Son of God. The uh, uh, John did not say to them, he will baptize you with the Holy Ghost. It says he's the same one that will baptize with the Holy Ghost. The uh, this particular this particular situation right here is uh, a very controversial uh, doctrine. The it's an extremely important doctrine for you to understand correctly. The uh, I have I have been checking a bunch of different statements of faith uh, leading up to this le lesson. I've, uh, I've checked them in the past from various churches uh, and things have changed drastically. Most churches now, what is, what's the trend among churches now? Which one? There's a lot of them. There's a lot of trends, but yeah. there's a big outstanding one everybody's noticing. Yeah, they're, they're Baptist churches are taking the Baptist name off their signs. And they're calling themselves what? Non-denominational. Well, uh, we were... We were, by definition, non-denominational since the church was founded. Did you take arithmetic in elementary school? Did you study fractions? What's a fraction look like? A fraction has two parts. What are they? A numerator and a what? Denominator. <laughs> so what what is a denominator? The 
the denominator is the whole, and the numerator is part of it, a part of some larger something, which is denominator. When a church is called a denomination, what does it mean? Doesn't mean a whole. That's not what people define it as. It means a smaller part of some larger something. We have never been a smaller part of some larger something <coughs> as a church. We so we have been by definition non denominational from our beginning. You're laughing, but I'm serious as a heart attack. We've never been a part of large something. Uh, if you go to the sub Southern Baptist statement of faith, faith and practice, uh, they uh, most all of them uh, purport to be at least the people that look at them tell, tell you that they're a small part of some larger something. What is the larger something? Sometimes it's referred to as a governing body. Sometimes, more often now, the trend is uh, to be a smaller part of some larger something. And what is the larger something that the trend is out there doing? What is the larger something? What? What? What do they tell you? The smaller part of some larger something is now defined in the most of their statements of faith is being the larger something is the body of Christ, they say. And they... They are a local church, which means they are a small part of the body of Christ. It's confusing. It's very confusing. The Bible's not confusing on this at all. The Bible tells you what a church is. Go read, you know, the, if you want to, if you want to take the worst example in the, in the New Testament, for an example, go to 1 Corinthians and Paul writes unto the church of God which is at Corinth. It didn't say it's a small part of a big something. He doesn't. It, the Bible never refers to a church as a smaller part of something big. It says very specifically that the church is the body of Christ. And the body of Christ is the church. And the church is only local. Never big something that we're a smaller part of. Ever. Now where does that come from? Where does all that confusion come from? Well, it comes from not understanding verse 33. The same as he which baptizes with the Holy Ghost. The trend now among statements of faith uh, churches publishing their statements of faith is almost not having one. 
Seriously, there, there is, of all the details of doctrine that used to be out there, printed, they've, they've taken everything out. Anything that's controversial is now gone from virtually every statement of faith on the Internet. Used to, you could look at a sign in front of a church and have some kind of a fairly, maybe accurate knowledge of what they might preach. Not anymore. And and then you're not going to get the answer. Well, it can be done, but it's not easy. The The... Statement of Southern Baptist churches across the board used to be no different than ours, but I'm talking back 100 years. They they went with this particular doctrine right here. Uh, who made baptism in the Holy Ghost famous, so to speak? Huh? Well, I'm talking. You, you've lived. Many of you haven't been in church your whole life. Yeah, Assembly of God, Pentecostal. That's you know, there's all kinds of different names that are applied. Foursquare, you know, all kinds of stuff. That's what they were. No, they were called by others because because that's what they did. They they literally rolled. But uh, uh, I, I don't want to get off track here. I really don't. I mean, if 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 you walk into a church and the ladies on the front row all have blankets ready for the end of the service, you might want to just turn around. <laughs> but. Uh, you know, I mean, it's maybe trying to teach people. You don't know where, what you're walking into sometimes. And yeah. People that are baby Christians are getting believers are being drawn. Yeah. Easily drawn to something that they yeah. don't really even know what they're walking into. Yeah. But what do you know about the baptism with the Holy Ghost? It's right here in verse 33. The same as he which baptizes with the Holy Ghost. Was John telling them that Jesus would baptize them with the Holy Ghost? No, he, he didn't. He just said he would baptize with the Holy Ghost. Well, when did that happen? Or did it happen? Yeah. Or is it happening? One time. You, you, you've been listening. Happened one time. So who did the Holy Ghost baptize? All right, let me ask you this. How many of each animal did Moses take on the ark? <laughs> All right. Huh? You're both wrong. So, so I ask you this question. I ask you this question. So, who did the Holy Ghost baptize? Nobody. What? Nobody. Nobody. 
I said, I said, who did the Holy Ghost baptize? Well, Bob, Bob's right. The Holy Ghost has never baptized anybody. Never will. Never has, never will, never did. Never could. So what's he talking about? Baptism with the Holy Ghost. Look, there are some there are some scriptures in your King James Bible that uh, are confusing, and I'm going to blame God. <laughs> he wrote it. He probably meant it to be confusing. He wrote it, and he supervised the the translation through human government. Why would God do such a thing? Because he commanded you to study. And he expects you to do it. And in 1 Corinthians, there is a verse of scripture, one, only one in the whole Bible, that appears to say that the Holy Ghost baptizes people. Uh, it's in verse number 13, 1 Corinthians twelve thirteen. Let me read verse uh, 12 with it. Uh, for as the body is one and hath many members, and all the members of that one body, being many, are one body, so also is Christ. The body of Christ is a group of members that form the body of Christ. Yeah. Look around. That's what you're looking at. When you look around, you see each other. That's what you're looking at. For by one spirit are we all baptized into one body. Whether we be Jews or Gentiles, whether we be bond or free, and all, have all been made to drink into one spirit. So this verse appears to say that the Holy Spirit has baptized us into the body. A misunderstanding of this verse is the foundation of what you would call universalism. There is a doctrine out there. It's the most popular doctrine among evangelical Christians in the world. And it's most common. And that is that the church, that all saved people everywhere, are the body of Christ. Now that likely will happen someday when we all rise to meet the Lord in the air. We will be one body in Christ. But not till then. Till then... When you're looking at each other, you are looking at the body of Christ. Now, uh, for by one spirit are we all baptized into one body. You, you, I'm not going to take the time to do an, an exhaustive study of this particular verse right here. Uh, the... Uh, third verse of this chapter says, Wherefore I give you to understand that no man speaking by the Spirit of God, and that is exactly the same Greek language as by one Spirit in verse 13, calleth Jesus the curse, and no man can say that Jesus is Lord but by the Holy Ghost. Does the Holy Ghost move my jaw and cause my vocal cords to resonate when I say that Jesus is Lord. So what role does the what role does the Holy Spirit play in my being able to say 
that Jesus is Lord, and I wouldn't, then there is no calling him a curse. How, what's the role of the Spirit in that? Because it's the exact same language. Same language. He's revealed that to us. What? He revealed that to us. He revealed that to us, and he influences us. Yeah. How 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 did how did you how did you come to be baptized? Who influenced you to be baptized after you were saved? In water. Yeah. Yeah, and he led you to do that. I, I remember, uh, I, I, had, I didn't know what baptism meant. I just, I just knew that I was supposed to do it because I'd read it somewhere. <laughs> and, and, every, and every invitation on every sing, single Sunday, I would sit there torn up inside knowing that I needed to get up and do something, but I didn't know what it was. So finally, I just gave up, and I got up and walked down to the front. And the pastor said, are you ready to get baptized? I said, yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what this is talking about. This is not talking about some sort of spirit taking you over and immersing you in himself or something <laughs> of that nature. That is not Excuse me. spirit baptism. Let me, t- let me explain what John is talking about here. John is telling them that Jesus is the same which baptizes with the Holy Ghost. Uh, the word baptism is baptizo. It means immerse, immersion. It doesn't mean anything else. never has. It always means that. Uh, so it, who's going to do this baptism that John's talking about? Is it the Holy Spirit? Well, no. can't be. So who who's going to do it? It says right there. It tells you right there. The same as he which baptizes with the Holy Ghost. Who is it talking about? Jesus is going to do it. John says, I baptize with water. So John is the baptizer. The believer is the one getting baptized. The candidate, the receiver of it. And the element, which is to be baptized in or immersed in is what? Water. So John's a baptizer. Water is the element. When Jesus, it says the same as he which is baptized with the Holy Ghost. So who's the baptizer? The dipper? Jesus. Jesus. What's the element? The Holy Ghost. You got to understand that first. If you're going to understand what you're talking about, first thing you need to understand is nowhere does the Bible tell you that the Holy Ghost baptizes anybody. It doesn't happen. He influences you to be baptized in water after you're saved. Of course, he does. That's that's his role. But this is not baptizing is not his role. When did Jesus? Do, first of all, did Jesus do this? And and if he did, when did he do it? When? The day of Pentecost. The day of Pentecost. The day of Pentecost. All right, go to Acts chapter 1 now. Acts chapter 1, here is Luke writing his understanding of all of this. 
And being assembled together with them, commanded them, this is verse 4, by the way, commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which saith he, you have heard of me or about me. Now, who who is being who is being commanded to wait for whatever this is? He commanded them. Who's them? Well, they're described as disciples. A few of them were described as apostles. Huh? It's the church. There was only one. It had risen to great numbers, but through persecution and people not having enough faith to hang in there, they were now down to how many? How many? Come on. 120. About 120. About the size of our church, actually. That sounds a little discouraging, doesn't it? Well, it may have been. It may seem that way, but those 120 brought the gospel all the way to the 2023. <laughs> now, being assembled together with him, Jesus was there with them. He was there with them for 40 days after he rose from the dead. A month and 10 days. That's pretty impressive to me. They're not to depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which, saith he, you have heard of me. Where did they hear that? Who'd they hear it from? God? John. You're absolutely right. They heard it from John. John the Dipper. That's what, that's what Josephus called him. I don't know if that was a compliment or not, but that's what he called him. And, and so Jesus says, you have heard of me. And the very next words out of his mouth, this, this paragraph hasn't ended yet. For John truly baptized with water, but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence. Two baptisms are described. One's John's baptism. John baptizes with water. Jesus baptizes with the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost. Same. John's the baptizer in the first one. Water is the element. Jesus is the baptizer in the second one. The Spirit of God is the element. Weren't there some guys that got baptized in John and hadn't heard about Jesus? Yeah. 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 That's another lesson for another day. Now, what's it for? Well, we know what believers' baptism of water is for. Basically. Okay. All right, let's read on. When therefore, when they therefore were come together, they asked of him, saying, Lord, wilt thou at this time restore again the kingdom to Israel? And he said unto them, It is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father hath put in his own power. But, now here, here it is, here's your explanation. But you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem, 
and in all Judea, and in Samaria, and unto Texas. To the uttermost part of the earth. All right, let's see what we can learn here. You shall receive power. Okay, what kind of power? Where did you get that? Well, all right. Let's first thing let's do. Let's look up the word. It's dunamis. What's it say? F O R C E. Force. It is literal power to get the job done. We have a word that comes from the Latin dunamis. Anybody know what it is? Dynamite. Oops, dynamite. That's what. That's our word. Comes from that. Comes from that word. It means power. Pretty good description, is it not? All right. He's talking to the church. He's already given them a different kind of power. Matthew twenty-eight. All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore. What kind of power is that? That is the Greek word exousia. What's it mean? Authority. Policemen have both kinds of power. They have the uniform and the badge, which represents their authority. And they have the nine millimeter on their hip, which represents the dunamis. How can the church do the job the church is given with only one of those? Do we need one or do we need both? We need both. Certainly. All right, what's the job again? The job is right there, but you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you shall be what? Witnesses. They have to have the authority, and they have to have the force to be witnesses. Wait a minute, they're not just going to be witnesses to their neighbors like you guys are. They're going to be witnesses both in Judea and Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. Did that happen? Yes, it did. Yes, it did. Well, let's see what let's see what actually took place. Not many, it said not many days hence, they're going to receive an empowerment. A dunamitic, dunamatic, well I don't even have a word for that, but it's got that power in it somewhere. Experience, which is going to empower them to be witnesses. Verse 1 of chapter 2, and when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were 
all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues. What's the word cloven mean? Divided. What's the word tongues mean? Language. Divided language. What's a divided language? Clovenism is two. Language is tongues. They were speaking two languages at the same time. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire, and it set upon each of them. Now, I don't know if this was a visible, visible apparition or not. Yeah, maybe it was. Could have been. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And there were dwelling in Jerusalem Jews, devout men out of every nation. Uh, and we'll read some more of that. Uh, maybe not today, because it's already getting away. Uh, but they were filled with the Holy Ghost. Is baptized with the Ghost, Holy Ghost and filled with the Holy Ghost the same thing? No, it's not. Can you be filled with the Holy Ghost today? Yes. Not only can you, we're commanded to be. It works like wine. You're, you're filled with wine, it kind of takes control. If you're filled with the Holy Spirit, he takes control. So we have we have this situation where they're all in one place in one room, just like this one. We're the door's shut. We're here, we're in one room, and there came a sound from heaven. It was like a mighty rushing wind. No, that's the air conditioner. And it's not <laughs> it's not very mighty. And and it filled all the house where they were sitting. Whatever this was came in and filled the room. And you're in the room. If it filled the room and you're in the room, what just happened to you? You were immersed in the Spirit. First thing you need to recognize and remember is that the baptism with the Holy Ghost. Who sent this? Who sent the Spirit into the room? God who? Who's doing this baptism? We read it a bunch of times. Jesus. Jesus sent his spirit into the room and immersed this random group of people. Wait a minute. Is this a random group of people? What is this group of people? The body of Christ. His church. And through this baptism, he, has, he is empowering them to do what he already told them, which is to be witnesses. Is, is witnessing and being a witness the same thing? Is barking and being a dog the same thing? 
Now, he's, this is the dunamis, the one in Matthew was the exousia. He already gave them authority, and now he's adding the power to get it done. And who did he give this to? Church. Baptism in the Spirit was not ever for individuals. It's for the church. The church was given the authority, and the church was given the power. Now, what what happens if another group of people decide that they're going to go out and preach Jesus? And they have a meeting, and they call themselves a church. Every real church that's ever existed came from this church, the only one that ever was, or came from one that came from one, from this one. Church, it's called church perpetuity. It's Jesus keeping his word. What did he, what did he say? He said, go teach them, baptize them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, and I will be with you always. How far? Even to the end of the world. Amen. And it's still happening. Now, have there been other groups that didn't come from this church or one that came from this church? Have there been other groups sprung up? Happens all the time. Barking don't make you a dog. And talking about Jesus don't make you a church. Okay, uh, we're about out of time. Uh, I got a lot more to say about this. There's other things I want to show you in Scripture about this. But you've, you've kind of gotten the gist of it today. I was going to read you. I was going to read you a different statement of faith. This one is entitled. This article of this statement of faith is titled "The Baptism in the Holy Ghost, Holy Spirit." The Baptism in the Holy Spirit. Here's what it says. It says, all believers are entitled to and should ardently expect and earnestly seek the promise of the Father, comma, the baptism in the Holy Spirit and fire. According to the command of our Lord Jesus Christ, this was the normal experience of, of all in the early Christian church. With it comes the endowment of power for life and service, the bestowment, bestowment, is that a, I guess that's a real word, the, of the gifts and their uses in the work of the ministry. And then it gives some scriptures. Uh, and it talks about the experience. The initial physical evidence of the baptism in the Holy Spirit. The <laughs> baptism of believers in the Holy Spirit is witnessed by the initial physical sign of speaking with other tongues as the Spirit of God gives them utterance. Speaking in tongues in this essence is the same as the essence as the gift of tongues, but it's different in purpose and use. There are a lot of variations on what is taught about this. Most, quote, churches that want to be megachurches have removed this from their statement of faith. Churches signs today of such and such a church 
they they come from a lot of different sources. Some of them come from Baptist churches. Like Revolution Church came from a Baptist church. They came from this Baptist church with authority. They started out with the name Baptist Church and removed it. The, uh, there are churches that don't have the name Baptist that are real churches. I don't agree with that idea. I don't think you ought to be ashamed of what you believe. I don't think you ought to be ashamed to put the title on your sign and a lot of other things. But that's me. Uh, there are others, others that don't come from Baptist churches. They come primarily, most of them, come primarily from where this statement of faith came from. That statement of faith that I read to you, which you know is full of holes, is uh, Assembly of God, Pentecost, same thing. Most other churches that most other churches, and I suppose there are other sources that I haven't investigated, but I'm not going to study counterfeit money. I'm going to study the real money. Amen. Uh, so it's, I, I really don't, you know, I'm not going to make it my life's work to identify all them and where they came from. But I know where a bunch of other churches that don't have much of an identity on their name came from. Uh, one of the reasons is because I've been around for a long time. I've been a pastor here for 21 years now, I think, roughly, and in this church for a lot longer than that, and in other real Baptist churches for uh, 20-some-odd years before that. And, and I have read those statements of faith, and virtually every one of the churches that are out there. I've, I've done the ones, I've read the ones here in our community, in our virtual area. And both Baptists and otherwise have taken their real identity off the information that they're putting out there. They've taken it out of their statement. Uh, I'm not you know, it's frankly none of my business what they do. But there are there are consequences for that, and there there are people from here getting caught up in that. Been happening for years, still happening. Heartbreaking, but it's still happening. Uh, but. Today's lesson isn't about all that. Today's lesson is so that you'll know when you hear that term, which is being hidden mostly now. Uh, most people now are fairly sensible about what they will and will not be involved in. And when people go to a church and people start falling out, babbling and whatever, it's kind of uh, kind of runs them off. So they 
the ones that came from that and still practice that and still do teach that in a side where have removed it from their public image because you can't you can't be a mega church publishing that anymore uh, but uh, baptism in the spirit only the church not individuals it was done by Jesus on the day of Pentecost. And every church that came from that church is a real church. And the power, the dunamis, is still alive and well. And the Holy Spirit is still working here in this body. Anyway, we're out of time. So, it's prayer time. And almost went way too far out of time so we'll get this done uh, Joshua and Chris